Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with stories. Squeezing in some time with any brand new mom is a challenge, but doing it while her fiance is in the NHL bubble is another one altogether. Jessica Kahoot is snuggling up with her four-week-old baby girl while missing her fiance, Jordy Ben of the Vancouver Canucks, and joining us today. She is a fierce woman with a competitive spirit. She danced competitively for 16 years and taught while also playing softball and landing a full-ride scholarship to college with her swing of the bat and academic expertise. The plan was nursing, by the way. But that's going to have to be a bit of a teaser for today, though, because we want to take this time to, first of all, congratulate Jess and Jordy on the safe arrival of their first baby, yet also dive into the unique circumstances that came with welcoming her in the middle of a pandemic and the resuming of play in the NHL. Well, hi, hi, Jess. Welcome hi. to the podcast. Glad to be here. How are you? Good. Just getting adjusted to this new mom life and this bubble hockey life and quarantine life. And so bizarre. It's, yeah. Is what, a even... what a weird 2020. Oh my God. I know it. It's been crazy. We usually start out like, how did you meet and all that? But right now we know we're on a little bit of a time crunch with you. You've got game six to watch in less than an hour and you've got a, a baby to take care of right here. So yeah. will you just kind of talk us through like kind of your feelings, I guess, at the beginning of your pregnancy and being in Canada. And then when the season got paused, yeah. where was your well, mind? Well, so we got engaged last July on his birthday and we immediately thought like, oh, let's just jump into starting a family instead of getting married first. And um, we planned it around a normal season as best as we could. Obviously, yeah. things just happened to work out in our favor in terms of it not taking very long to get pregnant. Um, so she was due July 24th and we thought it was all going to work out. And then quarantine happens. Uh, luckily I had a really easy pregnancy, so it wasn't too stressful to deal with, but, um, we just started panicking. Like, do we go back to Dallas? Do we stay in Vancouver? I don't have a doctor in Dallas. What do we do? And then when we heard the borders were closing, we were like, okay, we packed up in, I think it was like 36 hours and drove to Seattle. And then, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will know the man, the myth, the legend, Jonesy. Yes, yes. Uh, came in, yeah, came in, uh, flew to Seattle and picked the truck up with the dogs and drove to Dallas. And then when we came here and Crazy. Out inside for four months. Are you from Dallas? Yeah. Okay. And where's yeah. Jordy from? Victoria. Oh, okay. Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Kodak, just, just a little side note too. Jess and I met in Dallas on Ray's 
it was raised last year and then you guys had just started dating, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I think the last time, one of the last times I saw you had to have been at St. Anne's in Dallas when I was wrestling, um, I won't name names, but Trooper to the ground in the dirt. <laughs> oh like my things have changed. Oh so I like the sounds of this already. <laughs> Carry on. There's always a fun backstory. <laughs> I feel I feel like and for me, I, I mean that could be it. Maybe uh maybe I had a few too many cocktails that night, but also um was, were we at Billy Bob's? Did we take that party bus to Billy Bob's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and cupcake incident and <laughs> Oh okay, God, well, yeah. it's a cupcake incident. You guys can't leave me out. Wrestling, cupcakes, what's happening here? Yeah, I don't know. I used to be young and dumb and still a little dumb, but I was just having a good time. And just in case she doesn't want her name to be named, I won't say your name, but um, there was like little mini cupcakes on the bar. We had taken a party bus from Dallas to Fort Worth to this country bar. And I decided to pick up one of the cupcakes and Jordy told me to shove it in one of the girls' faces. And <laughs> oh I did. <laughs> and she a mom. And this was, that wasn't what she planned her night out to be. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I had totally but forgotten about that. Yeah. So it's all good. That's oh, my God. That's okay. I'm old and dumb. So. Yeah. I, at least you were also younger. side note that bus trip from Dallas to Fort Worth was one of the best 45 minutes I remember all of us going this is so fun can we just drive around in the bus like we had such a good time in the bus oh, fun so much fun that so was our last hurrah have... oh fun so where did you have the baby then in Dallas yes in Dallas oh, okay yeah, you started in Vancouver yeah started it out in Vancouver um a lot of the girls I still remained good friends with that their husbands don't play for the stars anymore, but used to, and they all had families previously and I used their doctors. So oh, perfect. Yeah. Did you, do the girls in Vancouver still use Dr. Rosengarten? Yeah. Do they? Okay. That's who I delivered Ryder with. And oh all the girls, when I got to Vancouver, all the girls like, Ooh, have you met Dr. Rosengarten yet? I'm like, no, why? What's up? And they're like, oh, just let us know after. And then so Jason and I go meet him and we walk out of the office and Jason's like, well, that's a good looking man. I'm like, well, yeah. And he's about to stare at my blown out vag. Like this <laughs> fucking sucks. Oh <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> I love that he's still the team like delivery doctor. That's yeah, so cute. I never remember his name. So it was always Rosenpepper. Rosen <laughs> I mean, that was 12 years ago. Almost 12. Yeah, almost 12 years ago for me. So he's delivered the amount of chairs that are in the lower, lower bowl of the Rogers arena in Vancouver, how many babies he's delivered and he's working on his second bowl. Oh, that's amazing. I love that comparison. That's a good little analogy. Yeah. (laughs) The hockey analogy behind it. The lower bowl. The lower bowl. (laughs) So you found, you found your doctor in Dallas then how, I mean, even just being pregnant during COVID alone is a little bit scary. Where did you really just stay home? What was your protocol for yourselves? Like I remember coming back from uh, a bi-week coming back from Hawaii, being on the plane and somebody's, that was the first time that we heard of COVID and they were like, Oh, somebody going through Vancouver airport or something like that. And I was like, ah, whatever, you know, this isn't a big deal. 
And then it blew up to this huge thing. So then we come back to Dallas and yeah, we were on lockdown. Um, luckily we had to stay with a friend for a couple of days and luckily they weren't scared and they let us come and stay for like three, three, three or four days. Yeah. And then uh, we got to move back into our house because the Ericsons were living here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they got to go back home to Sweden and we moved back in and we just bunkered down. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I literally did not get a person for months. And then finally we ventured out to hang out with uh, like the Hemskis and couple other families for like game night once a week but we just pretty much just sat at home so you kind of it's and I think it's interesting a lot of people did this you everyone sort of created their own bubbles their own social circles before it was mandatory even you know even people outside of hockey you know just different friend groups were like all right these are the people we're going to roll with and I think that was really healthy for a lot of people I know Mm -hmm. I know I felt better when I could at least be around a couple families and same here have a cocktail Yeah, like for my kids too. Yeah. Well, when Jordy went back to Edmonton after I had her, I was sitting here. I'm going stir crazy. I'm like, I can't go to game night. I can't do anything. Like, what do I do? (laughs) So I just quarantined for what, four months or so. And then now I'm basically quarantined again. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, like with a newborn as well, a baby, it's like Groundhog Day. It's just wake up, feed, walk, bed. (laughs) So I'm curious how, once they decided and they, they had said, okay, this is how it's going to look. We're going to put the guys in a bubble and you saw the dates. How did your conversation with Jordy go about, should he go into the bubble or should he not? Yeah. Well, it was such a big ordeal and like such a long process to get all of that handled that we were thinking that it was never going to happen. And so I was like, Oh, you'll be here. No big deal. And then it it just, they sprung it on them. Oh, you have to be in Vancouver on this day. And I was like, that's three weeks before my delivery date. Like, what are we going to do? Do you stay here? Do you go? Is it worth it? And finally, like we talked it out and it was worth it for him to go to camp and make sure that he was there. He had been working out and skating religiously. So it wasn't, like he wasn't going to be out of shape or anything, but when it came time to go to Edmonton for the bubble, there was no point for him to go straight there and then have to fly here. And then if he was here in Dallas and went back to Vancouver, he would have had to quarantine for 14 days before going to the bubble. So we just decided like, yeah, just go to Vancouver, go to camp, play it by year Hopefully I'm not going to go into labor anytime soon. 41 weeks, I think is what it was. So, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So we got to come home a couple of days before the bubble and uh, just hang out for a week. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So had you decided to get induced or, I mean, you said 41 weeks, so you were just going to ride it out. Yeah, no, I was, that was like the one thing that I did not want to do was be induced and Finally, it was almost 41 weeks and Jordy's like, I gotta, I mean, what do we do? Like, I can't just sit here in Dallas and wait for you. Like, we got to figure this out. We should probably schedule an inducement. I know you don't want to do it. So I had an inducement set up for the day after I end up going into labor. Oh, okay. So it works out. That's kind of why I'm not happy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like, get 
this baby out. Yeah. I don't know how people go over their due date. I would go bananas. Uh, well, the doctor kept telling me, you're going to be early. You're going to be early. And nope, not early. Yeah. So no. what was, what was then go, like actually the physically part of going to the hospital like for you having a baby? Cause I think it's scary as it is. You're a first time mom. It's a pandemic. I, yeah. people are staying away and steering clear of hospitals, you know, trying to. So how was that? Did you feel safe going in? Did you feel like you were? Oh, yeah. No, I felt super safe. My doctor always reassured me that like I was okay. Everything was going to be fine. He would always give me the stats and everything mm-hmm. and tell me if there was any new cases with moms or babies or, you know, anything like that. So I felt completely safe. Um, I did think that I was the chosen one and that labor was not going to hurt. <laughs> um, wrong. Very, very wrong. Um, but we had, we were sitting here and I had hooked up the, uh, L tens machine, I think is what it's called. And like put it on your back and it like massages you a little bit. Okay. And I was having some mild contractions. I was like, Oh, this is easy. Like this is this is going to be a breeze, you know, whatever. And they're like, Oh, it's just early labor. I end up thinking my water breaks. I go to the hospital and they're like, no, it didn't break, but you're scheduled to be induced at 7am. So you can stay here if you want. No, I'll go home, go home. 20 minutes later, my water breaks. No, (laughs) so annoying, but you know what? Like hospitals are probably like the cleanest they've ever been. Like Oh yeah. Ever. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I always felt super safe. I mean, we had to wear a mask at all times and I mean, I was pushing with a mask on, so. No. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so they, um, I think it's kind of, I always think that like a mom's intuition is absolutely insane. Like you are, you went there, you kind of knew it, Although it wasn't happening, but then it did happen. I don't know. I just think that stuff's wild. You just kind of know. You just know. Mm-hmm. Totally. I just had a feeling like I knew something was not right. And then after three hours of here, after my daughter breaks, laboring and moaning like a cow and Jordy's <laughs> sleeping through my contractions. Like, that sounds about that right. <laughs> Naturally. Like, yeah. All fours moaning and groaning the dogs are terrified <laughs> and then I started throwing up and that's when he looked at me oh, and was like, this is we should probably go I was like oh yeah. no oh no yeah that's wicked I haven't heard of yeah. that before actually no me either see yeah. that's the thing but these guys sleep through everything and like Jason will do that too where the kids are throwing up they're like sprinkler puking like all over the house and Jason like wakes up in the morning he's like the kids were great last night I'm like were they though because I was up seven times clean up sprinkler puke all over the house like I honestly like when people are like yeah when people are like oh I slept like a baby I'm like no it slept like a husband like they just literally not a clue what's happening in the house nothing yeah I know how that is I just don't even know mentally how you can fall asleep when your wife's in labor, but I mean, they do it. Ray also did it too. I was in labor for like 18 hours with our second one. And I was like, go to sleep. Like, there's nothing you can do except watch me try and put my head through a wall. But, um, I don't know. It was just funny. Like, I just feel like I'd be, if it was my best friend, I don't even think I'd be able to sleep. I'd be like trying to hold her hand and (laughs) it's just, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I don't know how either. I mean, I was literally like, 
swatting at him. <laughs> and then finally it got to the point where I just didn't care anymore. And I, just, like, I didn't care if he's there. No. <laughs> well, yourself. It was time to go, obviously. So yeah. then how, bridge, how you, long? Oh, oh, sorry, Kodak. Did you have an epidural bridge? Oh, On hell yes. Yes, yeah. I did. Huh. I, I, as soon as I got to the hospital with Hudson, I was like, I got in, they checked me. They're like, you're not in labor. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I am. And I had, he was my second, but my first one was off the charts. It was a different kind of pregnancy anyway. So I couldn't compare it. Um, and they're like, you can go home. And I'm like, no, I'm not going home. And I like, hook it up. Yeah. (laughs) They wouldn't let me. So I just paced around the hospital for like literally 18 hours. I walked around and had labor pains. And then finally they were like, okay, yeah, you're in labor. But the pain was like an eight that entire time. So I was like this. Um, How long was your delivery? Um, it was, I can't even remember with him because once I got the epidural, it was a little bit longer, but beginning to end Mm -hmm. from my contractions at home was 18 hours. The delivery didn't take too, too long, but I remember they did the epidural, but it kept slipping out of my back. So all of a sudden, like it was, it was a few hours, but it would slip out of my back. And so I'd start to feel a pain again. And I was like, "Uh, I don't think this is right. And so they'd have to do it. Oh God. No, I couldn't watch. Like he's, he's trying to watch, but it's, it's a little wild to watch them put that epidural in your back. Like it's a big needle. And Ray's like green. He can't watch. When I had, with Ryder, it took them, I had a guy who'd never done it on a crooked spine. So I was his guinea pig. So it took him 45 minutes and I had to sit there like hunched over through contractions while he learned how to do it from like the chief of anesthesiology was there to like teach him. I was like, this is miserable. And then I was in labor for 27, I know, I was in labor for 27 hours with Ryder and then... I was pushing for like 10 minutes and then Dr. Rosengarten's like, I've got surgery in like 20 minutes. Like you got to like speed it up or I have to get another doctor. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so just like half hour total. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. How, how was Jordy? Was he, a, was he a good coach or was he? Yes. No, he was incredible. He, um, I mean, he was front row and center for all of it. Really? He loved it. And I <laughs> It's but, a miracle. That's no. why. Yeah. yeah. No. But how great? How long do you push for? One hour exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's the best feeling, though. Yeah. After it's so what good, hey? Like. Oh yeah. It was. It was something. I like. I don't even remember all of it, but it was crazy. Like that feeling that you get when it's finally over and it's done, and it's just like pops out of you basically and like your yeah. belly goes down and you have this beautiful creature on top of you it is insane it's a little different with the mask on or <laughs> the yeah. I, I could only see his eyes right so like you don't get to see their their big smile and yeah. a little different but it was still I'm, it. I'm so glad that he was there obviously there's a oh. scare that he couldn't have made it you know so that's pretty awesome yeah. that he could be there yeah so then sure. were you in the hospital for uh, just a couple of days? I can't even remember how long they keep you. So I ended up having like a fever and had to get a bunch of antibiotics and she did too. Okay. So we were there for like two and a half days afterwards. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Like Aww. their little IV that they put in their arm is just. Aww, hmm. I know. I know. And then, and so then you went home and he got, how long did he get to stay with you guys? Um, 
like one, I think it was just one full day and then he left or two oh, days. Oh, that's so sad. Oh that's gosh. so hard. So she was like three days old? Yeah. Yeah. The, the night before he left, he was like, go, just go get sleep. Like you're going to be with her for who knows how long by yourself. Like just go get some sleep and I'll feed her for as long as I can, you know, whatever. And he stayed up for like six hours, just oh. like walking her. Yeah. I'm sure he was probably trying to just soak it all in. Yeah. I kind of, so yeah, I kind of think, so this is the thing, like we obviously, this is just such an odd year all around, <laughs> but as far as the NHL goes, this isn't typically what people do you know like I know a lot of um when people are playing in Europe or they go to the world championships like you know the guy is leaving and you make that decision for your family all together you know if he's gonna go or if you're all gonna go together uh that happens it's it's normal it's it's their normal and we obviously appreciate and respect everyone's decisions um but this was completely different this is not how the nhl is supposed to go this is not how a season is supposed to look but um i don't know i i i just can't imagine navigating it and i think that your story is very unique and i think you had a teammate as well didn't you horvats had a baby around the same time that you guys no actually uh two russell okay like, yeah their third and then uh horvat had gunner a little earlier than expected, but yeah, we were supposed to be due about a week and a half apart, I believe. And she had been like a month early. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So just all of these bubble babies and all these conversations, <laughs> like, I think it's wild. It's, 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 a. I mean, I know it's not easy for you. Um, but I do, I think that you're, um, I don't know, just, you seem so easy about it and you're just kind of like, yes. Okay. So yeah, the baby was three days old and then he had to leave. Well, I just, I feel lucky that he did leave for three weeks before I had her, but I feel lucky that he got to come back and there's like a a break in between the whole, from the day that like the quarantine started in Vancouver to today, Mm -hmm. there was a break in between where I got to see him. I feel bad for some of the families that, you know, it's been 60 days since they've seen their kids and their wives well there's a thing is like we know we all know like we're very lucky in the situations we've had like it always could be worse so Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you know he's coming home in what a month at the max he's got a job he's yeah he's healthy yeah Yeah. home yeah I mean we're not complaining but um I don't know I think I think everyone deserves a a huge pat on the back for totally going through all of this this is yeah 100% I see some of the comments that some people make um, and it drives me crazy. Like I have a very, um, a very open opinion about everything. And some people just have no like empathy for, for our situations. And it drives me crazy. Like, yeah, if this were a normal season, they'd be home in like max, it'd be 14 day road trip. Yeah. So this is something completely new to us and, Right. I totally commend all of the wives at home. I agree. Totally. And I've seen some comments too. And it's like, Oh, don't feel bad for her. You know, they're rich. I'm like, Oh, because they have no feelings. Like we just like, I just don't get it. I'm like, I can't wrap my head around the way people think it's not. 
and the kids miss their, like their dads. And that's so hard on them. Like even like Jason was gone for a month last year, like one month. And that was so hard on my kids. I can't imagine, you know, a couple months. It's, it's too hard on them. Everybody's got feelings and they all love their families. So yeah. All right, so we're gonna take a quick time out here so that my um, dewy-faced, gorgeous, youthful partner here can tell you some secrets about why she looks that way. This podcast is brought to you by Glow Anti-Aging. I've been going to Glow for the past two years and love the environment. I always feel refreshed and rejuvenated every time I leave. To maximize convenience and comfort, you can now pamper yourself at home by shopping all your favorite products online at G-L-O-A-N-T-I-A-G-I-N-G.com and use the code OurHockeyLife for 10% off. So there you go, Bridget. That's uh, the secret from your much, much younger friend. And uh, back to you. Let's have this little chat. Um, Mike Milbury's comment not too long ago um, proclaiming not even any women here to disrupt your concentration when he was talking about the guys in the bubble. I just remember, I remember Jess actually seeing uh, one of your Insta stories and I thought your comment was awesome. Do you want to share what you kind of said or what your thoughts were Um, about that? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what I said, but uh, it's just, it's disgusting. Like we're at home. I finally have a, you know, a a child to look after. So I know what the responsibility feels like, but even the girls who don't have the kids, like we're, we're missing our significant other and they're, I don't want to say putting their life on the line, but they are risking their health for global entertainment. So you can respect us. Mm -hmm. And I am in no way a distraction to Jordy. If I was, I don't think that he's professional athlete caliber then. Totally. I agree. And totally. On your yeah. job, then that's your own problem. Right. But like, it doesn't make any sense to me because we're around them through normal playoffs. Yeah. Like that just doesn't, I don't know, that wouldn't we be a distraction any other year? Like I don't, yeah. that makes no sense that he's just like putting it on this year that it's a distraction. Should we not be around, like should girls not be around their guys any other playoff year? Yeah, as we've I, always been. I don't get it. I just don't get how someone has that opinion. And I, I honestly want to know what he's thinking right now. The like baseless comment. Like he's, yeah, he's stupid. I, the thing too, is that that word has such a negative connotation. I know he did manage to um, offend probably every hockey wife and many other women beyond pro sports when he made that comment. Um, I could see him like tossing it out there flittingly, but you kind of have to think about what you're saying. Like you can't, you can't throw that out there. And I think that families are a positive. Your family's your outlet. You can go for a walk with your kids and take them to the park. And that's an outlet. It's not distracting or like go for a walk with your spouse. It's it's an outlet. If I'm going to be totally honest, what the distraction is, is the NHL and the NHLPA making it damn near impossible for families to be there with them, supporting them, mm-hmm. you know, that's the distraction. I think that's what makes this a different situation too. And we're talking about like when players decide to go to Europe or not, that's everyone's decision and everybody's choice. Well, right now there isn't a choice because mm-hmm. other people are calling the shots for, like you said, for global entertainment, that's a really good way of putting mm-hmm. it. Um, which just goes to show that all these families are putting hockey above their families. That's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's their job. Yes. We all understand that. But um, 
I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a huge move on, on the part of everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I did love that though. I love, I loved your, um, your post and it wasn't shitty in any way. I thought it was awesome. You're like, he's not pro athlete caliber. If he can't have a handle a family mm-hmm. and his job. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, every, every family deals with in the yeah. world. So if, right. it doesn't matter whether it's a professional sport or a firefighter, like right. if you can't handle the, yeah. all the factors, like hey, yeah. they forget sometimes that they're dealing with humans and that's the frustrating totally. part these are people and emotions. I, yeah um i have a question about the bubble so if the guys have friends on the other teams in the hotel are they allowed to hang out uh nah, yeah 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 but like in the common area right like no one's allowed in each other's rooms or something or oh, yeah is I, that the... I believe so like okay yeah as long as they aren't in quarantine, they are allowed. So when Jordy went back, he couldn't see anybody. Yeah. He was just in his room by himself for four days. Uh, like they gave him a, a bike that he could, like a stationary bike that he could exercise on and some bands. And he would just watch golf and watch the game. This is so weird to me. Like it's just... I, I feel bad for like I feel bad for like the refs and um, like the media guys because there's only a couple of them, right? So... You can yeah. only hang out with like your small. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like the security and hotel staff, like they all get to go home and do whatever they're doing. Yeah, that's um, true. And there's no control over that. Mm-hmm. You can't control that. Besides no, wearing their gloves and doing whatever else. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty monitored. Like the security, yeah. like. Uh, I know one guy on Colorado that is from Edmonton and he had some of his friends come and stand outside of the gate and the security like ratted him out. No. <laughs> For talking to his friends? Yeah. In, Through the gate? Like, past the gate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, no. But you're not allowed to do that? You can be six feet apart from somebody. No? You I can't do that? I don't. And they had face masks on? I don't know. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's I know I've heard a couple of random stories myself of, of happenings that I think will all as long as everyone stays healthy, I think these stories will come out later. And then they'll be like, <laughs> there were some holes in the bubble. You know? I think there may have been some holes in the bubble. It didn't pop the bubble. But there might have been some holes. <laughs> so what is like what is your how have you and um Jordy been communicating? Is it a daily date? Do you get on there and FaceTime and get Billy on there? 20 FaceTimes a day, yeah. He's like yeah. talking to the dogs, talking to me. Like we I mean don't even it's not even light all the time. Like when I put her to sleep, basically FaceTiming me every single night when I'm rocking her to sleep. Yeah. So it's cute. Yeah. Uh, that's sweet. Your, is your family there? Um, so I'm so fortunate that I had my mom here for yeah. most of it. So she's actually here right now, but she's walking the dogs. Oh, that's um, so nice. Yeah. So she just came in and like took care of all of my day to day, like dog walks, 
feed the dogs, you know, yeah. clean up a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. Which is so helpful. Like, yeah. like something like walking the dogs is just, it's huge. And it doesn't seem like it before you have a baby. And then after you do, you're like, oh, yes, thank you. Well, my sister's a teacher. And so it's kind of a struggle in my mind. Like, do I let her come over and hang out? Do I not? Because she's around hundreds of kids all day. Right. You know? So she came over before school started. And then she hasn't been back. Um, and then my... My dad's been over once, but the doctor even said my daughter didn't allow me to come over when quarantine started when she had a kid. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I think the only thing to do is that you make those decisions for yourself, you know, and I'm sure your sister's going to be um, uh, respective of your thoughts too. So it's kind of, everyone, I think that's kind of the bottom line as far as I'm concerned is you have to do what you feels right for you and for your family. You can't yeah, help your yeah. emotions about it. If you're fearful of whatever, protect what you, what you can, because that's, that's all we have control over is ourselves. Yeah, and everyone's comfort level is so different and, like, yeah. change day to day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some days I'm terrified, and then some days I'm like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Like, let's just go. Yeah. Well, it's good to find, and it's good to find the spots to calm yourself down when you do get a little terrified, because it's, like, a scary place to be in your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unfortunately it's so hot here in Dallas. I mean, you know what it's like in Arizona, it's hotter there, but um, I can't hardly take her for walks. Like I can't do anything. So I'm just sitting inside all day mm-hmm. waiting yeah. for her to get just a little bit older to be able to handle everything. Yeah. Well, you're still in that phase of her life. You seem so relaxed. Just so people know, she's sitting here right now feeding this brand new baby, this whole entire conversation. Yeah. And you don't even look distracted. You look so calm and comfortable. Um, good really girl. do. Because I feel like I was in a mad sweat. She is the easiest baby. Like she's already sleeping seven to eight hours a night. Wow. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I, wish oh. I could sleep seven to eight hours a night. <laughs> right. Uh, my second one, I'm sure if we're lucky enough to have one, we'll be a devil. So. <laughs> you second never child know. syndrome, it's quite possible. I'll have to do the podcast again and <laughs> how different I look. <laughs> Just so you know, though, I, in, my, in my experience, my first, that, that from zero to one baby was the most overwhelming part of having kids. Having the second baby wasn't as, it wasn't as stressful because I kind of, you, you kind of get it down and you know, and then adding number three, same thing you know like I was like nothing rocked my world like having that first baby just so you know like you're mm-hmm. you kind of learn it and that feeling yeah. of, of being overwhelmed will like kind of simmer down around seven to eight weeks hopefully someone told me that and they nailed it like right around the seven yeah. seven and a half week mark I was like okay yeah. I got this yeah. so you're right in the heat of it and you yeah. seem to be doing a, a good job totally yeah, you're so chill. Yeah. I wish I had a glass of wine in front of me, though. That would be nice. Oh, same. I'm doing Sober September. I don't know why I'm doing it. Never well, heard of that one. Yeah, me neither. You can keep that all to yourself, Kodak. <laughs> Just more like clean up your life after being a total degenerate from February to now. Fair I'm a fucking loser. I need to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> just, you can have a glass of wine. I was told. It's, I think it's good. Like just one. If yeah. you're nursing, it's not, it's not crazy. Oh yeah. No, for sure. 
Uh, I have a question. So are you girls like, this is the other thing about the playoffs. Typically it's so exciting. Girls are all together and like you're getting your team swag together and created jackets and all that. And to the togetherness, um, is pretty remarkable because everyone's living this stressful, exciting life together. So how are you all doing it on your own? Are people having watch parties Are girls in the same city or what are you doing? I mean, are you Um, zoom calling with your friends while you watch? No, I think that we're all on such different time zones that there's a good portion of us that don't even get to stay up and watch the games. You know, I'm watching it. Typically I watch the game at six 30 in the morning. Okay. Um, after but, um, I know that a couple of the girls live in the Toronto area. They hung out and watched a couple of games. Um, but we just ordered some pro denim gear. Cute. Hoping to go to the next round and we get to wear it for him. But, uh, yeah. Cute. Awesome. That'll be fun. Tonight is game six. Mm-hmm. Correct. Are yes, you- it is game six. Win or go home. Yeah. How are you doing out there? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's a bittersweet experience, right? So like any other season would be completely different, but this season it's like, okay. It's kind of a a Mm win-win. Yeah. I kind of think from the videos that I've been watching of the um, players, whose teams have lost out the reunions with their kids. Like, obviously they're so heartbroken and so are their families, but then the reunions of when they're all together is so heartwarming. I love to see it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so, so cute. cute. I think I was watching uh, Julie Petrie. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say Petrie's boys were so yeah. cute. That was the cutest. Yeah. So and cute. I played with him in Montreal or Jordy played with him in Montreal. And so yeah. I got to know her two oldest ones and they are a handful. So yeah, they're funny. They're crazy. I'm yeah. obsessed with them and I've not met them in person. She's even started to tag me in like videos of them. Cause she's like, this one's for you because I, I'm just, I'm such a fan. I love those boys. Oh, so I've only, I know I've only met Boyd. I haven't met the, the other two. I'm like, Ugh, oh, I need to get out there. And, oh my gosh. Boyd's hilarious. But yeah, like that reunion was so adorable. Oh, we've been good for mommy. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, oh. I think uh, one funny one was Paul Byron's son is such like hot hockey hockey and he ran up to him when he saw him was like I thought you were gonna win the Stanley Cup for us oh no (laughs) uh the truth from the mouths of babes right (laughs) Uh, every day at my house yeah yeah. do you have any do you have any playoff superstitions on your own just as far as watching obviously you said you usually watch the next day are you into that or no yeah no, I'm not a superstitious person. Although I did catch myself dressing Billy today and she's got this Vancouver onesie that I made and they haven't played good when she wears it. So I didn't put her in it today. <laughs> Wait, you That's made it? it? Yeah. Like I died and oh, I was like, are you like, crafty? <laughs> and stuff. That was as crafty as it got. Oh, okay. I'm like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued by people who are crafty. I'm like, what? Oh, that's so cute. Well, hopefully you can add a couple different sparkles to it. And um, I'm sure it's adorable on her. Oh, she's so cute. She is cute. I'm loving her. I've been watching her. So I'm going to be that like, I don't know, 
that ghostly uh, friend. Yeah, I need a different <laughs> word. I don't like to be a creeper. I feel like I at least know Jess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know Jess. Yeah, no, no, I'll be a creeper. From when I, uh, from when I definitely wasn't in the baby zone, uh, party zone and everything. So to see, I'm sure to see me and Jordy, our relationship developed from that is. I love it. I love seeing that you guys had just started dating. So it's really cool to watch you, to watch you kind of get together, come together and now have a family. It's awesome. Can I tell you else what I loved? Actually, I didn't even know you were pregnant. I, I float around on Instagram and I, you looked amazing. And Thank then you. you guys did that one of the TikTok challenges where you were with the one where you were climbing under his legs and up and around his shoulders. <laughs> and then at the end, I, I saw you were like six months pregnant or something. Yeah. Whoa. Good for yeah. you. But then after that, it kind of just all went. <laughs> no, no, I was creeping your Instagram and you had those like that sexy, like naked picture in oh, yeah. where was it like in the country or something oh yeah I'm good a, for you you looked amazing yeah that was uh I told the girl I was like I'm not opposed to getting naked she's like okay good I have this like dirt <laughs> down that I want you to go stand on oh gorgeous okay. oh, I and love it better before and Jordy's just over there like holding all of my clothes and just like snapping <laughs> cats of me and stuff and <laughs> I love it. Good for you. You yeah. look amazing. Why em- not? Embrace it. I don't know. Women are such goddesses. I love that. I mean, look what we do. It's a miracle what our bodies can do. So I love that it's yeah. celebrated. They were beautiful. Yeah, I looked, I looked like the sloth from the Goonies. So I was not doing pictures. <laughs> like there was just, it was not happening. <laughs> I did ask Bridget. Uh, you did not, but I know you weren't very happy because you... Professed that you were like spewing hate because they looked like the sloth from the Goonies. No, you didn't. Why. You didn't. Oh, mm-hmm. sure but you your pictures were amazing. You looked, yeah, you looked amazing. I'm good for you. Thank um, you. Well, listen, yeah. we don't want to keep you too long. I know we're kind of eight minutes to puck drop, and um, mm-hmm. Billy needs her mom. But Jess, we're so happy that you wanted to come on and chat with us. Uh, you're the first girl that we've had whose guy has been in the bubble. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for having me, y'all. You broke, you broke our bubble. I broke yeah. bubble. You popped our bubble. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, tell Jordy yeah. we say Thank hi, you. and we'll be reading for you guys, and uh, good luck tonight. Hopefully, Thank we've you. got some more uh, Canucks hockey to watch. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming so, on. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Okay. Switch, good luck. that little babe for us, and... Um, I hope the, it gets a little cooler in Dallas. You can get outside and, and, and introduce Billy to the fresh air. <gasps> Hi, cutie. Oh, goodness. So oh, cute. She's a doll. She's a doll. Look at her. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Jess. Okay. Massive Have a good love. night. Thanks. Take good Bye. care. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, Bye. you too. Bye. Bye. Bye, Billy. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.